from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. This week at Nintendo Main. Hey, what's up? How's it going? You've heard of chip tunes, uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. How's it going? How are you? Hey, uh, this is a Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, I wanted to do something a little different here, just because it's our it's our Christmas. You know, we always have Christmas bonus episodes, so I don't think I'll actually count this as a numbered episode here. Let's just call this missing number, whatever. Missing no. Missing no, yeah. Like like the like the Pokemon. And put a song in here, an intro song right here, because I gotta have that intro song right here. <laughs> Merry Christmas. confusing because the the (laughs) notes say it's 301 but the other part says it's not numbered so it's like what's 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 canon here this is an extra episode (laughs) don't worry don't worry about canon don't worry canon throw canon out the door speaking of canon uh a canonical member of the podcast is not here oh yeah john is uh he's out um killing someone on and uh and uh hitman 3 or something like that he's on a secret mission no he's uh yeah, he's he's got a lot of work, other work else yeah. else work that he had to do. So he's not he's not on our Christmas bonus episode, which is fine. It's Christmas, you know. Most podcasts He's trying to earn that Christmas bonus. Yeah. <laughs> most podcasts take a break at this time anyway, but we always didn't just because. But it's Christmas is later in the week, so we can we can crank this out for the fun of it. I think so. I was going to say speaking of canon stuff, actually no, this is a total, that's a total drunk side note I don't even need to get into. <laughs> I well, was, I mean, we're t- we're keeping it loose, right? I was. Well, why don't we introduce ourselves first? Uh, we we are your hosts. Uh, I'm Trey Long Switch Johnson. I'm Jeremy Hometown Hero McCaskey. Are you playing that game? I know that's Little Town, right? Wasn't it called that something like that? Uh, that was called. Um, I know what you're talking about. I have it on my yeah, Switch. Small, I, I little Town Hero, yeah, something like that. I could check. Never played it. No, I was just. Uh, I was talking to. I was talking to Jesse the other night about. Uh, about uh star wars canon and stuff and he was all uh, upset that they weren't using you know expanded universe star wars stuff in the new star wars shit and i'm just like it's like it doesn't matter man <laughs> they're just all stories like who cares whether it's canon or not i didn't say that to him yet but i was like that's what i was thinking i was like it really doesn't matter they're all stories like they were great stories like they don't have to be part of a bigger thing they can just be a story you know that's how i feel about canon right there but that doesn't have anything to do with what we're going to talk about. So since this is our Christmas episode, I figured we would just do some like just some free-flowing conversation here. We're pretty good at that, where we can talk about what we've been playing and stuff like that. Um, I guess oh, yeah, we're not trying to act like gaming insiders or anything. You know, we're just here to <laughs> come coming off of that three-hour, three-hundredth episode. Let's just kick, <laughs> let's just kick back a little bit and not uh not be as extreme about it. Even though I I thought that episode came together really well, and thank you everybody for who chipped in and actually, and one of the, one of the people who actually sent us in an audio message became a patron as well. So, so thank you so much, Joel at Lomonade. We really appreciate that for yeah. uh, becoming a $5 patron. We really appreciate it. And I hope that 
you enjoy the extra episodes and all that stuff. And, you know, feel free to let us know if there's anything that, you know, that you want to know about the, about the, about the, uh, you know, super secretive Patreon world or. Also whatever. come back and do another episode sometime. Yeah. And I think they have a patron as well. Uh, uh, super GG radio has Patreon also. So check that out. But yeah, that's, so that was, that was cool. Uh, we really appreciate that. I want to thank you now because I don't want to, I don't want to forget it later. It's on my notes, but still. Thanks so much for helping us out on that. Thanks, Joel. But I guess uh, on a spinoff of what we were talking about last week, because I think towards the end, well, not towards the end, but towards the end of what we were talking about, what we were playing, uh, Jeremy was talking about Chicory, which I did start playing after I finished editing the podcast last week. And what the fuck, man? That's a Wii game on the Switch. (laughs) It's totally a Wii game. It's a Wii game. It really feels like a Wii, like what, like a... Wii Arcade, uh, Wii, um, you remember the like the Wii Independent stuff that you get off the eShop yeah. like in the beginning Wii days? It reminded me of that a lot, which I think is good and bad at the same time because I still, you know, I still don't think the Switch, the Switch pointer system works great at all. Like even on even with the OLED, like nothing's really gotten better. Like I, it's a little bit, but I, I felt like it was a little bit better because I like the game. You know, like what's going on in the game and the story and all that, but it's still I still have to keep constantly reset the positioning and you know try to get it the right spot. But also, I was wondering at the same time while I was playing it, I was like, how did people play this game without like a motion thing? Are they like tilting their controller? Are they like moving the right stick to paint everything? It doesn't seem it seems weird without a pointer control like what you would have on the Wii. I don't remember if I said it last week or not when I was talking about it, but um. I think this was this came to PS5 first, and I think this was like a uh, yeah a showpiece for the for the uh, the tilt controls of the new DualShock. Yeah, because like what do they call it? S Motion or something? No, it's got some special name, but it's supposed to be like the best DualShock controller ever. Everybody's been raving about that being one of the best parts of the PS5. The DualShock Four also has that tilt control in it. I guess it's just better. The PS3 did too. PS5 for the, du- yeah. the DualShock the PS4, Three did as well. Um, on dreams specifically it, it works so well oh it does I, I never used it like yeah. on the ps3 so or the ps4 of, i never yeah. used it it's what it reminds me of in this case from what i saw of the p i didn't see anybody talk about the motion control i thought it was more about like the analog triggers or whatever it had or i don't know or that it was or it has like it kind of has something that's similar to the hd rumble right as well with the new with the new uh yeah ps5 controller that's what i saw a lot of people comparing it to the to the Switch's HD rumble and that type of thing. And and apparently it also has Joy-Con drift, which is funny. But uh <laughs> Right. And it has like um resistive buttons or something that Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The but yeah, the, the analogness of the buttons or whatever is like another thing. But I didn't hear anything well, no, about an actual like I didn't hear anything about the motion. There's actually a mechanism that pushes back against you pushing the button. Yeah, like, like force feedback, sort of, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I got I don't, I don't know if I got far into this game, but I got into the story of it. I got into like kind of more of the meat of the story where I'm actually like talking to the namesake of the game. Chicory. And they're giving me like advice. Yeah. I talked to and Chicory. I, is, is, she, is she nicer met, to you now? Yeah. <laughs> and I met her. I met her. Uh, when I met her, she trainer. was like, she was like, get out of here. I'm depressed. Fuck off. That was my yeah, She's very much her. like a goth teenager. She uh, is. Uh, I can't remember what the name of her, her trainer was. Everybody's named after food, so some food name. Raspberry or something like that. I don't know. Is her, is her, or Blackberry, I think it might be what her name is, is like this deer creature that trained Chicory and then passed the paintbrush on to her. And uh, no, there's more talking to Chicory, but now I'm like, 
yeah, they're sending them into different realms and stuff. So still feeling that garden story vibe, but I did get some new abilities. One of which is pretty much Splatoon. <laughs> you paint, yeah, you paint the ground and then you can go underneath things by, you can, you can, it, it gives you more incentive to paint too, because you can just like glide really fast through anywhere you paint it, just like in Splatoon. Oh, okay. So it kind of makes it like more of a thing to like, even if you don't like get into like actually making it look nice, you do kind of want to paint at least a path or like a big splotch in each room to like travel or each screen rather. So it makes travel a lot faster, which I do like, and it kind of has opened up the game a lot. Uh, once they added that ability so it's pretty cool and i think it works the same way as splatoon as well don't you like click in the stick to go into the paint something like that i don't know it's been a minute but no yeah i think it is one of the back sticks that can that will get you into the paint well no you specifically like click down on the left thumb stick and then you go into the paint oh no i don't think you do that it feels really it feels really nice because then you just you know stop clicking and you pop back up it's definitely not Um, the joy con click it's not the analog click in because i don't think you use that at all on, on splatoon Okay. I'm pretty sure it's a button to get you in there. I thought I thought it was one of the back triggers that, that brought you into the paint to come down and come out. I've mostly not been playing with motion controls. I've mostly been using the the eight bit dough and just got a little more acclimated to it. And it feels okay. But um, there was a puzzle I did just the other day that was really hard to do, and I think would have been easier in a Wiimote kind of situation. I mean, it, absolutely. If there's some way to like buy a an adapter for the switch and play this with the Wiimote <laughs> and the yeah, nunchuck. Right. This game would be perfect for that. Um, it yeah. really does operate in like, you need to, you know, like an ape escape or, uh, or even like to a smaller extent, like Mario uh, galaxy with a little thing off collecting stars while you're doing other shit. It could, it would really benefit from that dual thing. You, I mean, you could like play with the, with the joy con connector thing and break a side off, I guess, but then you still have to deal with the weird, motion control that wouldn't is never as good as the Wii. So the right. the game kind of reminded me of uh it, it reminded me of um what the fuck uh what's it called? Uh the Capcom game with the wolf. Okami. Okami. Kinda reminded me of Okami a little bit. You know I how you like that. how you like paint pictures to make stuff? Like kinda mm-hmm. reminded me of that. You know how you like flip it and it's all black and white and then you paint something on top of it. It kinda kinda reminded me a little bit this of that. This is more like I, I, I know, know it's more like filling the yeah, well, you, it's you like, like fill in the world like- but there's also there's also puzzle aspects where you like paint a flower to make it bigger and then mm. you can jump on it or you have to paint or you have to like paint out some of the these like crystals that reflect your paint or whatever to get rid of stuff that'll make it help you get through or whatever. I I, I played it that far, you know, where you do different things, but yeah. it did at first it reminded me a lot of Okami, you know, that that type of thing. Cuz sometimes you do you do paint things to put on stuff, like you can paint a mm. picture and put it on a thing and that reminded me of Okami to that point, but yeah, I haven't played it as long as you have, but it was like, and I, I played it. I played it with the Wiimote, with the, not the Wiimote, with the, with the Joy-Con, and I'm like, okay, this is this is okay, you know. It's it, but it totally, it really feels like it should have been a Wii game. And then I tried playing it because I got well, this, we could transition to it, but I did get new, got new Joy Cons, new non Nintendo Joy Cons for my Switch. And I played it with that a little bit just to try it. And it's and I was just using the analog stick and I was like, well, this feels weird. Trying to to paint. It doesn't feel as natural as just using with your hand and just kind of just moving around while Bin-bock. you're moving around the game. Binbach controllers, yeah. They got a dumb name, but I do Sounds like, like them. something a uh, uh, chicken would say that worked at a, a warehouse. 
sure. <laughs> Sorry, that took me a while to come up with that joke, but yeah. But he works yeah. at a warehouse. He's always like, Binbach, Binbach. And they're like, all right, yes, we'll get you a bin. <laughs> to put products in. I thought it was just an annoying, just somebody who was just like, bing bong, you know, like that, saying that, yeah. but bing bong, whatever. I sat next to this guy when I was at the wrestling thing that just kept saying that whenever people would hit people, it'd be like, bing bong. And I'm like, oh my God, get out of here. Wow. What are you doing? What is he, a pinball machine? <laughs> I don't know. He thinks wrestling is a pinball machine or something. He'd, he'd make his own sound effects for them hitting each other. I'm like, what the fuck? Maybe he, like, in his head, he sees it like a comic and he's got to add the, like, sound Sure. Effects. Yeah, it's got to do the onomatopoeia and all that stuff. But if you want to transition off of Chicory, we could go to my, what I said my nickname was, which is Long Switch, because my Switch is much longer now. Because I got new, I got new Joy-Cons. For for my Switch, non non Nintendo Joy Cons, but the reason that I got them is that there's a very low chance of them actually drifting. Like the, from what I can tell, they don't drift because they're much because the analog sticks are much bigger, they're much longer than the Joy Cons are, and it's pretty much it was basically to make handheld play like cooler for me. So that's what I've been using. Let's it's see these this. things called called Binbach. Okay, I've seen I've seen those. Yeah, they look cool. They light up. I like the colors. They light up. You can change the colors. Uh, I changed mine to purple and green because that's my favorite color scheme. It's it's so big that I can barely fit it. Very Hulk of you. <laughs> fit it into well, it, I mean, it's the Hulk. It's uh, it's like Doctor Doom. It's uh, the Joker. It's the Constructor Cons. It's a lot of mm-hmm. things that I grew up on that use the Green Goblin. A lot, a lot of, a lot of different characters use the purple green. Invader Zim. Yeah, the pur- the pur- purple green stuff. So. Yeah, you you see it all over the place in various things, but yeah, I, I got it because it makes the handheld play much more enjoyable. And for if anybody who has an OLED, you want to play it handheld, and it's great. And so like, it feels great. It feels great because it's way bigger. And like I said, the analog sticks. I don't know if you can tell here. They're much taller. They're much taller than the Joy Cons are. So that's kind of what. That's what a big reason about it. And they slide. They slide onto the back. They're much. They're much bigger, and they make your switch a lot longer. Do they have their um, own battery power, or are they just drawing straight from the switch? They have their own battery power. That's, this okay. is a this is a major difference of, of these between these and the Hori ones. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen the Hori ones that are really big that you put on there that people have. I know, like one of our listeners uses them a lot. The reason that I chose these ones is because these are actually like Joy Cons. Like you can you can pull them off, and they have motion control in them. They have the buttons on the top and all that stuff, and you can use them like Joy Cons. And what's really cool is you can actually, you can also turn on your system remotely with these. This is the oh, only cool. non-Nintendo controller that I know of that can, that can, oh, that can turn your switch on without you, you know, with just, with just a controller. But what's kind of weird. you slide them onto the dog bone? Have you tried? Yeah. No. So, okay. So the, so the system, the controller comes with its own dog bone, which oh, okay. is, which is smaller because these. Because these are so big that they wouldn't fit on the one that comes with the switch, okay. so it comes with just its own little like middle thing here that you put it on, and you could. Is could that s- battery backed? Uh, there's no battery. No, it's no battery. This okay. is just plastic. There's nothing in here. But uh, so you can put any Joy-Con on this. It's the same size of any other controllers. You can fit them all on here. It just doesn't have the backs on it because these have backs here. Here, I'll just pop this off here and show you how it works. So yeah, you just it it's just uh you just pop it on the side, and then it makes a controller. It's kind of a wider controller, but here you go. Mm-hmm. You can just yeah, looks you like can, a pro controller. You can just pop it on there. It has it also has an extra button on the back here, like the like the eight bit Do Pros mm-hmm. do, 
which you can, uh, there's an extra button here, which you can put that on whatever. It doesn't have an app, which kind of sucks. It doesn't have an app like the 8-Bit where you can just go through and do, you have to do it through a series of pressing these buttons on the back. There's like two buttons on the back here, the T and M, and you press these buttons mixed with another button on the controller to change things around. So like if you want to like change the color brightness or whatever, you press like T or M and click in the analog stick and it'll change the colors or change how bright the color is or whatever. And you can turn off the color on your joysticks if you want to. You don't have to have them on like that. And also you're supposed to be able to change the um, rumble intensity, which I haven't been able to do yet. It's still really loud <laughs> when it rumbles, you know? So I so that's kind of annoying, but you can change it off in the game. And I used it, you know, I used it like this a little bit, uh, docked just to try it out, and it feels fine. You know, it's not it's not as good as a eight bit dough, but it works all right. But I, I really like it in the handheld. That's the main reason that I got it, and I think it works really good. And this another thing is this 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 uh this like a touch the D pad here is not great. It's, oh, it's not great. It's kind of flat, and I mean, I've been you know I've. I've been playing around, like I played Tetris Attack, or not Tetris Attack, I played Tetris 99 with it fine, you know, and I was just kind of experimenting with it, but the main reason that I got it was for the handheld play, and I think it works great on the Switch as a handheld, like that's the big deal. Like as far, I mean, it's cool that you can play it as a separate controller if you want, but I still like playing it on the other one, and it does, it does fit on the dock, it's just really big, so if you have a, one thing that I noticed is that the top USB plug on the dock, if you have something plugged in there, it won't come down all the way. So if you need to, if you need to charge something off of your USB dock or off of your uh, switch dock, you have to use the bottom USB and then you can put it on there just because these are so big that they won't fit over it. If you have one on the bottom, but if you, if you have one on the bottom, it still works. So there's that. And it also, I'm, it's going to be interesting when I take these, when I end up taking these to like Jess's grandma's house and my mom's house and all that. We'll see how well it works for travel because I know it's not going to fit that well in my switch case that I have, but I'm thinking about maybe like taking them off and flipping them to the side or something like that. Cause they're too long. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a way to, to transport them. But I, I tried, you know, I tried some different things with, with the, with the OLED. I, I tried, uh, I tried using the Bluetooth headphones. I, I, I reconnected my Bluetooth headphones to the OLED I was playing it all handheld, and I was like, "This is great. This is really good." I like. I got on Tetris 99. I was playing it. There's like no delay whatsoever. I was like, "Oh, this is so cool!" So I played a bunch of stuff like just handheld with with the Bluetooth on. And I was like, "Oh, this is good. This is like everything works really great. It sounds really great." And then I put it on the dock, and then it gets all fucked up again. And everything, all the all the controller delays and all that come back. So I guess. I guess it only works for me. It only works if you have your joy cons connected to the switch for the, for the like Bluetooth yeah. to work well, everything else is just cause I was playing the same game. I was playing dusk. I was playing that doom, you know, the, the like doom inspired yeah. game. I was playing dusk and I was having a great time and I was like, well, let's, let's try these like on its own, like dog face thing or whatever. And I plugged it in and then I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like aiming wrong and, my guy's sliding all over the place. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, this is way off. And I turn off the, I turn off the, um, the Bluetooth and automatically it, it's right again. So I'm like, okay, well that's it. So that kind of bummed me out because I really liked playing in handheld with the Bluetooth because that worked great. But once I put it in the dock, it just didn't work anymore. So that's what I learned. But we, we've had, we've had like some other complications too. Like I took my old switch cause the, je the switch that I got for Jess, like has like a, like kind of has a little, uh, a scratch in the screen. So, so mm -hmm. I ended up giving her my old switch, my switch that I had before the OLED. So we kind of like 
we played the game of musical switches where we changed all of our uh, profiles from one switch to another to another to another. Are you it's still selling like, the other one to Caroline? Uh, that's the that's the plan. Um, she's like she's on vacation, so I don't I haven't heard okay. from her. But I have another friend who actually asked me if I had one available to sell as well. So are you looking to buy another one? <laughs> I'm not. So I don't know. I, yeah, no, I I think I could find somebody to get it. But yeah, it's it's just been. So we switched. So Jess is the one that has a little scratch on the screen. That one we're not using. So we switched all her stuff to my one that I had, and I gave her the white, the new white Joy Cons that I got. But for some reason, those white Joy Cons have not been staying synced with the system. Like she had, to, she would have to like on a lot of times like disconnect it and reconnect it to get it to stay connected to the system. So that sucks. So we ended up just putting her old Joy Cons in there because the white ones were fucking up so much. So I don't know. I, I don't know brand what's up with that. Yeah, right. They're brand new, brand new Joy Cons, and she's like, "Well, is it your system?" And I'm like, "I don't. I don't know why it would be my system. You know, like it's. I, I don't know why it's not because we do it with any other Joy Joy Con, and it's fine. So I don't know. How much would you sell just the Switch? Just the screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I well, I I bought it for 150 for just the screen, so I'd probably send it, sell it for around that. But I don't. Caroline said she'd give me 200 for it. For just yeah, you the screen. That deal. So that was what I was going to do because I, I told her I'd sell it because I, I told her I would sell the the switch as is, like with a dock and all that for two hundred because that's what that's what GameStop gives you as trade in. So I was going to give her the same amount. I was like, I'll, I'll give it to you for two hundred, and she's like, all I need is the do- all I need is the, is the screen because I already have a dock and controllers and all that stuff. And I was like, well, I'll sell that to you for one fifty. And she's like, well, well, I'll give you two still. So that's what. She said, I think but, I'm going to be holding out for the pro unless we get some sort of big financial windfall. I might grab an OLED, but I don't think that'll happen either. Have you seen them around? I haven't been looking for them. I haven't really been out and about a lot. I went to the grocery store the other day. Like, well, you're, I mean, you're, doesn't it doesn't like your grocery store also sell video game stuff? Or like, don't you go to the grocery store at Target and stuff like that? Or usually just go to Meyer. Oh, okay, it's well, the only well, place that's open late. I I mean, Meyer has switches. Everything closes early. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't checked their electronic section. I, I guess I could, but yeah, I would need a some sort of like significant windfall to drop that kind of cash. Because if that that kind of money I want to spend on my new TV that I haven't bought yet, not on well, that wouldn't be the full amount, but you know what I mean. I mean, that those, would go towards my TV, and I already have a switch. Let's say TVs are pretty cheap. You could probably buy one for around that price. I saw ones at Target going for pretty cheap now. I mean, 4Ks are dropping price wise. Oh yeah, I think we're gonna end up spending around the same price I spent for my ten-year-old TV. Oh sure, yeah, not I even mean, including inflation, and we're gonna get a bigger 4K TV. That was like what happened to me too. I think it was around the same mm-hmm. price, but it was also, but I bought them both on Black Friday deals, so they they were still they were the same price. One of them was much smaller, and one of them was bigger. Whatever 4K stuff, but yeah, that's uh that's my Switch stuff that I've been doing, and the actual Switch. How's uh how's Saints Row? I've seen you've been playing that game. Yeah, so I got Saints Row this week. I bought it for a dollar because it was on sale for something like two ninety nine. It's like three dollars, yeah, cheap, yeah. And uh, I had enough gold points to take it down to right around a dollar. It was like a dollar twelve or something. But uh, I was like, well, I've wanted to play these GTA ports 
more out of curiosity than anything, but I don't know. I just kind of, I, I do kind of like the GTA kind of games. So Saints Row like, is so well, much better. It's though, totally, I think. it's totally going to be worth it for a dollar. There's no way like this isn't worth a dollar. Mm-hmm. I was right. I've played. I put about five hours. Thankfully, it. it worked for you, and it wasn't like it's frozen. It's frozen up once, and it was. It's what I. It's one of the a few times I actually tried to play one of the story missions. It just oh. froze immediately when I tried starting it. So I've barely played any. I don't think I played any story missions except for the very first one that you have to play. And then I don't need, I didn't even finish that whole arc. Like there's still a thing I have to do. And so now I've just been going around clearing the flashpoints, collecting all the orbs and just trying to level myself up as much as I can. And I'm just having a blast with that. Just flying around the town. And uh, the reason I said I was hometown hero is because this game was developed in my hometown. Oh yeah. Deep Volition silver studios, right? Deep silver. Volition. Oh no. There was- Oh, Volition. There was something. There's something silver, though, right? And it says that it's well. It was probably started by a different company, but the original game was made by Volition. Oh, okay. Because it's like a ten year. I think it's like a ten year old game at this point. Because they just like were releasing those Saints Row games like crazy. Once two came out, they're like three, four. Like happened really fast. Well, uh, Saints Row came out in 2013, so it's a couple years away from being ten years old. But it was yeah. I I, the reason I thought Deep Silver because uh yeah because Deep Silver is the is the produce is like the production company and they're they're from austria so it's not that one that you're thinking about obviously because you're there yeah volition it's just whenever whenever i boot the game up it says deep silver so that's why i always think of it that's probably who ported it so this isn't a volition game like in its current form but that it was converted to switch by them or converted to whatever the steam version is and then that subsequently was i think they produced it or it gave them money or something well it says yeah, it's it's the publisher. Deep Silver's the publisher. Okay. Well then maybe it wasn't Volition, maybe the What's it, it was somewhere says, else. It says Volition Volition is the developer and Deep Silver uh-huh. is the publisher. Okay. So I think they put up the money for it or something. Whatever. But still well, you, it was still made in Champagne. Yeah. <laughs> it was That's developed in Champagne. So yeah. If nothing else, it's it's the the the, the seed of the, the plant that is Saints Row started here because the original Saints Row was developed here. I think the second and the third one as well. Yeah, a lot of people I know did beta testing for the game and stuff. Like, they didn't like it. <laughs> Nobody has very good stories about it. But I think one of these days, I hope for them. maybe we'll have, maybe we might have a volition person on here. That'd be cool. There's, there's enough of them floating around where I live that I might be able to get someone on eventually. So, uh, so the question on that, uh, THQ, THQ published the first three Saints Rows and Deep Silver published the fourth one okay and they're also they're also publishing the remake that's coming out next year okay so yeah they're so deep silver is the new publishers well because thq is gone like they went under so so i guess they deep silver took over after that wow thq was around for a while well thq went bankrupt in january of 2013 (laughs) so i do i do remember that i remember them going under so so yeah, so Deep Silver is doing it now. But regardless about that, do you have a do you have the Saints Row? Is it downloaded to your uh, SD card? Is it on your system? How are you playing it? I don't know if it's on my SD card. It has to be on my SD card. I was I was wondering about this because I had a I've seen people say this. Like um, even uh, you know Henry Gilbert said it on Twitter and on one of his podcasts that he was just not able to get Saints Row Four to work on the Switch. And he said that it would work better on your system than on the card, so I took his word for it because I like him. But I, I downloaded it to my SD card, and I could not get it to work. Well, I got it to work for about an hour. 
And you know the part where you go where you go into like the fifties show and you're yeah. like eating pancakes and all that. I could never mm-hmm. get I could not get past that part. Every time you like you kill the cop and the alien shows up and it like tells you it's like, Oh, you're in this world or whatever. Whenever whenever it goes whenever that part ends, it will hard crash and kick me out of the game every time. And it did it like six or seven times. Like I tried it a bunch of times and it every single time it did it. And when you when I heard that it was on sale and that you got Saints Row four I started up my Switch, the OLED, and I'm like, well, the OLED, it will make everything better. And then same exact thing. Got kicked out at the exact same part, played through that same level that I've played so many times that I almost have it fucking memorized by now. And uh, yeah, and it's hard crash, kicks me out of the game. And I'm like, well, fuck, okay. Are you talking about when the part where when she's walking around, she's always like kind of dancing? Yeah, character, I guess. Yeah, where it says leave mine, it to the woman. it says leave it to the saints, and you like slide yeah, down yeah, yeah. the stairs. Mine's a woman too. And yeah, you like slide you slide down the stairs. It says leave it to the saints. You eat the pancakes. You talk to your wife. Uh, you go out and try to pick up the newspaper. You can't pick up the newspaper. You get in a car. The cop drives you to the, di- to the diner. You go into the diner. Everybody's all pixelated at the diner. Uh, you so then you try to escape. You try to escape, and there's a and there's invisible walls around the town, so you can't escape. So then you have to go to the to the town center, and you have to kill the cops. And then mm-hmm. you go pick up a rocket launcher, and then you have to destroy a bunch of uh, cars to the equivalent of a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage. And then you have to fight a cop with with your uh, with your bazooka, and then you and then it freezes and kicks you out of the game. So I so I I know that part so well that I know every single part of it because I played it way too many fucking times, and I thought it was really cool at first, but once you keep trying to play it and you can't play past it. It doesn't seem that cool anymore. You get real tired of it really quickly, but I, I deleted the game off of my SD card. I had, I actually noticed that my SD card is completely full now, by the way, my terabyte card has no space in it anymore because when I got the OLED, I just kind of went through and just downloaded everything that I had, like even including like Fortnite and, and DC and DC universe online and apex legends and all these things that are like, 50 gigs like super large games you know that not even the ones i even played paid for plus like the witcher and like mortal Kombat, which are all like 40 gigs on their own and i just downloaded everything and then all of a sudden i was out of space i had like 200 megabytes left and i'm like what the fuck so uh so i basically i, I kind of switched things around to where like there was no nothing available in my card so it had to record onto the hard drive because i still had like 10 gigs available on the actual switch and I downloaded to it, and then I played that fucking level again, and it was fine. And now it plays. And <laughs> now it plays fine. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? This is so dumb. This shouldn't be a thing. But I'm glad it works for you, because it was really annoying. Because I actually, I mean... I've had the one crash, but that was yeah. it in the five hours I played. Yeah. And it, yeah, I've already gotten my money worth out of it for a dollar. Yeah, I was going to say... Well, cause <laughs> if I, saw, I never played it again, it's already given me its money's worth. Because I saw people in the comments saying that. I was like, well, you know, the, the it worked for an hour, and now it does, and, and, and then it would kick, and then it would, like, knock me out of the game, so three dollars for an hour is cool, you know? I saw people saying that in the comments, so I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's... Thankfully, it's not only me that's the only person that's been dealing with this, so I guess a lot of people have been having problems with it as well, but thankfully it worked for you, because... Yeah, my theory is that I downloaded it so far after its initial release that it had all the patches and stuff no but they but they didn't patch it though because it still was fucked for me like even with the newest patch it still it still would crash well then maybe 100 crash your thing with my model of switch specifically or your card or whatever or your your sd card or it is somehow or maybe your sd card is full and it did go on your 
actual switch and not whatever. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. And it, I was saying, I was going to say is it sucks because I actually do like the Saints Row games. And I thought that Saints Row 3 was really, really good. And I was really excited about playing Saints Row 4. I was actually, I'm actually pro Saints Row. You know, it's not like GTA, GTA where I'm like, you know, who cares? But, uh, mm-hmm. but I actually like the Saints Row games that I played. So I was really excited about playing 4. So it really broke my heart that it didn't work. Because I paid like $15 for it. I didn't get the $3 discount. You know, I, I paid when it was on discount for 15 And I was like, cool, I want to play this. And then I just couldn't. So it really annoyed me. But thankfully, thankfully it works for you. And I finally got it to work for me. But still. It looks like it's on the SD card according to my software management. Mm-hmm. It's eight and a half gigs. So yeah, yeah, it's... On system memory would have been pretty taxing. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes I know I still had like my old switch, like it still had a like Splatoon 2 was on there and I think Mario Maker 2, like whatever the update or no, I downloaded it. The, it was that was on there as well. So there were some random things that were on my actual switch, which <clears throat> I do not have much space left on my switch. But I, I pretty much just been deleting something every time I get a new game. Like I had to delete like two things to put Saints Row 4 because it's such a huge file. Yeah. Which are you still rocking the 128 or you have the 200 something now? I've got the. Wait, hold on. Why does it tell? No, I'm pretty sure I have the 256. Last I checked, that was the one I. Yeah, I have the 256 in my switch now. Yeah. I have to. But I, got I haven't the, downloaded anything for a while. I got the terabyte because I was like, I want to have all this space. And. And on my old Switch, I had like 100-some gigs left still. But I guess because I just went through and was just like, download, 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 download. It just like, it just got full up. Because I didn't really, I just clicked everything. And there's a lot of stuff that I just won't play that's on there. That I could easily, I could easily dump like Mortal Kombat 11 or Witcher 3 or like, or Apex Legends or Fortnite Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like all these games that are really big, I can easily dump them and get a couple hundred gigs out of there. You know, so it's not a big deal. I was just surprised that I was already out of space i was like what wow okay i thought it would last longer but have way way too many shit on there yeah i um i tend to be very single-minded when i'm playing video games so like it's not hard for me to say well i haven't played it It always tells you to it's like i haven't played this game for six months i can wait for it to download before i play it again you know like uh i haven't like i haven't gotten rid of like monster hunter like i'm not gonna kick that off because i'm excited about the update and shit that's gonna happen. Yeah, I need to play that. I'm. I, I need to play that again just because I want to play it again for my top ten list of the year. But also, I'm kind of afraid to because it's been so long since I played it that I'm afraid I'm not going to remember how to play it. You know, I went back to try to play uh, Metroid Dread the other day, and I'm like, I forgot how to play this. Like, not that I forgot the mechanics, but I forgot like the all the different control combinations. Oh, sure, the, yeah, the patterns and stuff. Yeah, sometimes, like, for me, it's like, you know, things like live, as they say, like, it lives rent-free in your head or whatever. Like, what lives rent-free in my head is always, like, every part that I was, or I think I know where I was at at the game. Most of the time, I'm wrong. When I actually come back to a game, I'm farther along than whatever spot I think that I'm actually stuck at. But but I try to remember what part I'm at. So I'm like, well, if I remember, then I can come back to it and I'll be able to know what to do, which never happened. It never works like that. When I come back and I try to do it, I'm like, wait, no, I don't know where to go. I don't know how to play it. It's the same as a book. Like, if you put down a book for more than a a couple weeks, you almost want to just restart the book because you're like, I don't don't remember all the exposition that was happening. Like, they're like, and then Ron looked at her slyly, and you're like, why is he looking at her slyly? I don't remember. Like, where was it? Ron. Oh, oh yeah. Speaking of Ron, uh, 
<laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, uh, we were hanging out with Jess. Jess and I were hanging out with her brother, with her brother and his wife. We were playing uh, Mario Party Superstars online, which we were actually playing online earlier today before we started recording this. But uh, so we were having drinks, and Jess uh, drunkenly bought the uh, the Lego Harry Potter collection on Switch. So we've been playing around with that a little bit. <laughs> two Did player. she buy it on yours or her Switch? On her Switch. She bought it for herself. But we've been playing two player on her Switch. And I never played Does it. Does it have a chamber seat? Oh, wait, never mind. This is no, it's all of them. It's actually the whole. It's there. There's, there were two different games. It's uh, Harry Potter years one through four and Harry Potter years five through seven, right? So there, so there were two different games and they're in a collection. So there's, so you can switch between either game. And we, we played the first one. So we were playing, yeah, we were playing the first Harry Potter one, the one with the troll in the bathroom. Like that's where mm-hmm. we, we, that's where we were. But yeah, you can play through the whole thing. It was on sale. It was like $10. So she's like, whatever, fuck it. And her brother bought us some, got us some eShop cards for, for Christmas. So she was like, I'm going to get, she's like, I'm going to get Lego Harry Potter. So how do you know yet? It's not Christmas. He sent it. They, they sent it to us early. We already got it. <laughs> we talked about the, the uh, Tom Nook stuffed animal that we got as well mm-hmm. from them. But yeah, so she got, she got her, the Harry Potter game. We were playing around with it and it's pretty cool. I never played any of those ones. I only played like the the Star Wars and the Marvel ones and the DC ones, so so we so we played that game. Speaking of Ron, and another thing about books, uh, so I bought I bought you and John some Christmas presents. You should actually Uh-oh. get you should actually get yours in a couple days. Is what it said. You should get your. It said you'd get it in the mail on the twenty fourth on Christmas Eve. It might come earlier. I don't know. But I originally I originally was going to buy you. Uh, I wanted to buy you like a Comicsology gift card, but you can't like buy them anymore. So you could read comics on your uh, on your tablet. Oh yeah. And I wanted to buy. I was going to try to buy you Saga Volume Two, but according to my phone, you should get that for free through Amazon Prime, which you have Amazon Prime, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't let me buy it because it said that it was available free to me through um, Kindle Unlimited, which comes free with Amazon Prime. So maybe I do have. Maybe it's been added since the last time I looked. Uh, so what I'm saying is, you could probably read more Saga for free. Cool. So you should check that out on your on your tablet because I was going to try to buy you more Saga comics, but I wanted to buy them digitally so you could read them on your tablet because you like yeah. your tablet. And uh, I wasn't I able like my tablet. I wasn't able to I wasn't able to do it because it said that I already owned it because it came free through Prime. So you should have it too because you do. I know you have Prime because you watch the boys and the boys is through Prime. So mm-hmm. so yeah. So that's another yeah. book note you should check out and see if like I was cool, saying. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Well, I was saying when you got your Kindle, like when you or whatever your Kindle Fire, like when I got my Kindle Fire, I downloaded a ton of comic books for free. Like there was a bunch of stuff that you could get. Like they were just they just offered me like they offered me like pretty much all of the Invincible comics for free, like through volumes or whatever because they own it, you know, and they own and Amazon owns Comicsology as well. So I was able to get a ton of comics for free, right off the bat. So just check out, go to like a. You know, it should be an app already on there. It should have already been installed when you got it. But check out your Kindle Unlimited or Comixology or whatever and see what free comics you can get. You should be able to get some Saga stuff. So so do that. That's what I learned. I that was my original thing I wanted to get. And now me. I can look at it in color, which I assumed it was all black yeah. and white. I was <laughs> you can, reading it on my, uh, you can read, it on my yeah. e-ink display, which was cool. I'm sure that was it interesting, though. I'm sure it was an interesting way to look at it. I mean, you're looking at it differently than pretty much everyone else did because anybody who bought it had it in color so made me kind of curious to see what it would look like on a kindle screen you know it's a cool screen i really like it i need to use that more often the 
e-ink display. But yeah, no, I'm. I think that. I think the yeah the Kindle Fire. I like it a lot, but I think eventually I'll probably get an iPad. It'll be like just one other step into the Apple ecosystem for me. I mean, but that'll be like I don't know. It'll be a five hundred dollars wasted <laughs> on the on the Apple one. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think it's well, worth. I don't think it worth. I don't think it's worth me it because I don't think it's worth the upcharge for for the, well, for the shit that they not have. Not for me. Okay, so yeah, you're right. There's probably like some. But the thing is, you have an Apple computer as well, so I don't have that. So I do, but would, I'm not. I'm that not, would be me I, I, getting a budget Apple laptop, is what that would be equivalent to. Sure, I mean, I'm, so I could have access to like iMovie and shit like that. Like, yeah, but you have better editing systems on your computer already. <sighs> I mean, it's not great. Trust me, I've been using Apple iMovie for years. It's not worth it. It's not worth buying a thing for it. Really, like there's a, I, I guarantee you any other editing software is better than iMovie. Like iMovie is the McDonald's of editing softwares. It's pretty, it's, it's not, you can't really do a whole lot with it. It's no final cut. That's for sure. The fries are good, but everything else kind of sucks. It, well, it's, you know, it's the, it's the Panda Express of, uh, <laughs> of, of editing, of editing, uh, things, of editing software. They're always out of egg rolls. It's just crap. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it. I mean, I, yeah, I have a, I have an Apple laptop, but I'll probably never buy another Apple computer ever again. I've completely sworn off of them. I think they're too expensive and they don't run anything anymore. What's the point? <laughs> like they don't run anything. They don't have any ports and pretty well, much, I might every, not get pretty much everyone I know, then. pretty much everyone I know has like, has gone away from it aside from one person who's not on this podcast, but no, pretty much everybody is kind of, but dro- if I got a tablet, it cause it doesn't work. I would get something a little nicer because don't get me wrong. The Kindle fire is great for what it costs. Like I think you get more than you're paying for. And that probably has a lot to do with them subsidizing it with their software and all that. But um, you know, you like that premium feel and in, in, in some things. So maybe someday I'm going to want an actual like tablet with a nice glass screen. You know, it's basically a big phone. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what you would do with it aside from play what Fantasia on there, what it was called Fantasia. <laughs> the apple the what is it i would just use Final it as a Fantasy. second pc or i guess at this point a third pc because i have yeah i'm actually using my laptop right now i'm not even using my well my good PC. luck using good luck <laughs> good luck plugging that microphone into it oh yeah shit because it's got It'll no plugs like i said there's no usb ports even on this even on isn't the there a firewire plug or some shit not on the not on the ipad no just the charger oh, it has no Oh, it's just a charger. That's all it has. I didn't know that. Yeah. So good luck with that. No, we we were trying to do that with John's iPad. Try to hook up hook a microphone to it, and it's you would have to go through a whole bunch of uh, adapters and shit, and somehow be able to charge it as well. So yeah, they don't do, they don't do as much as you think. <laughs> as, as well, you maybe think I'll never do. get an iPad, and I was just having a moment of fancy there. You can get or one. Or if I'm I bought doing, one, maybe I get a used yeah. a cheap used one or something, and not buy a not do the whole brand new route sure get like one two or three generations past i thought about i mean i thought about doing that originally to you to read comics off of it but it's like i don't want to pay like i don't even want to pay a hundred dollars for one like i wanted a cheap one because i knew that i would only use it for specific things because i had i had the first ipad and it was a giant you got your it was Kindle a giant like 50, phone right i got my i think it was 60 i think it was like 60 yeah. or 70 or something like that i paid a little extra I, like i said i paid a little extra to get the ads off of mine yeah, but they're not 
they're not ads. You don't have to watch them. It's just whenever you pull it out of sweet out of sleep, there's an ad there, and you just swipe it out of the way. You don't even have to read it. It's, it takes like half a second to get rid of it. That's all it is. Which you know, I don't even really. I don't look at any of them. I mean, it doesn't have any effect on me anyway. But that's been our uh, Apple dissing talk there, mostly for me. you it's me mario yeah you <laughs> subscribe to our patreon to hear our bonus shows which happen every month i'm a tired tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon feeding you the same old video game news on every single show ah spaghetti ah ravioli then expand Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa. 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 He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. play any of the genesis stuff that came out i guess this is something that happened between shows but they added some more genesis stuff to the nintendo switch online also they yeah, announced so it wasn't just paper mario yeah there was paper mario but there was also like five other games on genesis um i don't remember which ones there were well uh, altered beast is on there we have we have that oh what is it it's altered beast um there's dynamite heady dynamite heady uh sword of vermilion there's also um Toe Jam and Earl, and what mm. is the fifth one? It's it's a shooter game. That's why I don't remember it. 
it's like mm-hmm. Thunder, it's like Thunder Force 2. That's right. It's what, yeah, Thunder Force 2. And Thunder Force 1 was already on there. That's why I don't remember because, you know, I'm just not really. It's just a sequel. I'm just not really. Well, also, I'm not really into shoot 'em ups. I just couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't get into them really. I think Ikaruga was the one that I played the most. I really like R Type. I think R Type's like my favorite shoot 'em up. What was it? Uh, Abadox was cool just because it was overly bloody and stuff. And Andy, what was that one we played one. at, uh, that we played at Galloping Ghosts? Me, you, and Jess were all playing it at the same time. Oh, <laughs> Darius burst. Darius, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like you kept one. singing, uh, you kept singing Hootie and the Blowfish songs for that one. Because we did a podcast about it and you kept singing that. But I, I know you're so happy that Altered Beast is finally on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I've not even played it yet, but I need to rise my grave. Oh, I played it. I love old, I love Altered Beast. I know like it's. It's like considered a shitty a shitty game or whatever, but I love it. I think it's dumb. I think it's great, dumb fun, and it's I I, I love how silly it is. Where it's like power on, it's like shirt off, <laughs> you know, like where it's like power up, and then the the boobs get big, and it's hilarious. It's got a very Nosferatu vibe too with its uh, cutscenes. Like it, it has that like really like it makes everything look old. Circle, yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, and it, and it it's supposed to look like ancient, like it's an ancient metal that shows a scene or something like that. I never really understood mm-hmm. what exactly they were going for, but it's fun, and it's probably one of the first, maybe maybe one of the first uh, interactive credits that I can think of because I remember we beat that mm-hmm. game together, you and I did, and you get to punch the credits at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, on the actual pro, pro uh, hardware. I think we beat it. I think we beat it on the Wii. I think I thought it was on the Wii, like Virtual Console or something like that. Maybe it was. But anyway, we beat it, and at the end, you get to you get to punch the credits and, and two player mm-hmm. together. You can punch it, and, and I don't know. It's it's silly, but I always thought it was fun, and I, I didn't really understand the hate for it. I'm like, it's whatever. It's a dumb game. It's fun. You turn into a monster. You get to destroy stuff. Like, what's wrong with that? That's fun. I think it's fun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why this. I don't know why people think it's a bad game, but I don't. I think it's fun. So I definitely I, I played it. I played through the first couple levels well, as far as I could get without dying because it is kind of it is kind of difficult. But I was happy to have it on there. I played I played Dynamite Heady. I saw you did too. Yeah. That's, that's a, a weird ass. That's a wacky ass game. Yeah, <laughs> it's wacky, but it's fun. It's a. It wasn't quite what I was expecting because I saw the treasure name on it. I'm yeah, so, yeah. I'm like you were expecting it to be a little more chaotic, which it, not to say it doesn't get chaotic, but. It just feels kind of unpolished compared to like all the other treasure games I've played. Like treasures, like for me, they're taking like you know, look at something like Gunstar Heroes. Let's like, say compared to like Gunstar Heroes, it's I mean, it's much that's different. Just from like, that. oh my god, like they were using every aspect of the hardware to put this really, really smooth game that like holds up now. Like it still looks great. You put it in on a Genesis, especially through a CRT. Like I have a, the original game, it looks great still. Like it's still fun to play and. Um, not to say like other games aren't fun to play that don't look as good, but Dynamite Heady just has a certain like jankiness to it that kind of surprised me, I should say. It's got some headiness to it. <laughs> yeah, janky it's just not polished like I like that. I like, it's still I like fun. that. I like Dynamite Heady. Actually, I thought it was I thought it was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. And I have Well the fact that you're the, the power ups are changing your head out. That's yeah, pretty cool. It changes the way you fight people with your head. But th- I, I thought it was still pretty good and I and it really kind of a. Uh, I posted on Twitter, but it really surprised me that there was uh, polygons in the game. They had yeah. some rotating polygons in some of the levels, which I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that that was something that happened on the Sega Genesis. So cool. That's something Treasure does a lot. But I, but I don't, I don't remember any polygon. Oh, no, you know what? Never mind. There are polygon characters in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we played that together online when uh, the Nintendo Switch Online happened. So fuck. 
yeah, just shoot myself in the foot there. No, they did already. They did do it already in uh, Gunstar Heroes. So, well, I think Gunstar came after Dynamite. Dynamite Heady is more like a, a early, yeah, an early Genesis game. So, I mean, it makes sense it wasn't polished, and obviously they came from this and improved upon it, their formula. But it just was still a little weird to go back to that. But don't get me wrong, though. Like this has like a little Nemo Dream Master kind of feel, but combined with you know that that sensibility that you get in Gunstar Heroes, where it's ultimately it's a it's a shooter, but you're using your head instead of bullets. Yeah. I, I thought it was fun though. I mean, it's that that's like what it. that's what I want. Um, that's that's what I want this sort of thing to be. Actually, Gunstar Heroes came out before Dynamite Heady. Did it really? Yeah, Gunstar Heroes came out in '93, and Dynamite Heady came out in '94. Gunstar Heroes is so much better. So Gunstar okay. Heroes is pre Dynamite Heady. Wow. So there you go. Yeah, it's like almost like a year apart from each other, '93 and '94. But I mean, but I mean, having Dynamite Heady on there is pretty much what I expect from the Nintendo switch online is I just, I want you to bring in weird games that we wouldn't maybe never think of, or just wouldn't necessarily seek out on your own. And it's fun to just try them out and see what they're like. Like kind of a lot of the stuff that they brought to the NES and the super Nintendo was like that, like that weird, that boat dueling game, like that I loved that was on there, which I never even heard of, but I thought it was a lot of fun, you know, like weird shit like that. Or like, I was just going through, cause I've been, you know, redownloading all my stuff in the OLED. And I was just, I was playing NES stuff and I was playing super Nintendo stuff and, just kind of like going through some of some of the older games and all that. And I forget, and I was playing like a, was it jelly man or whatever? Like one of those newer ones mm-hmm. that I completely forgot about on the super Nintendo, like just weird shit like that, that was added on there. I was like, this is kind of fun, but I ended up, uh, the one I ended up playing a lot actually was a sort of vermilion, which I guess some people don't like that game either, but I don't care. It's, it's been fun because it reminds me of dragon quest one. It's like a very, it's a very, it has that very old school, you know, one person in your party RPG system. And this is weird. Well, this is one is actually is actually an action RPG, but it has like the top down part where you walk around like through the town and you walk around through the through the world or whatever. But then when you run into somebody and you go to the battle mode, it turns into like a beat 'em up. So you're just like kind of walking around on like a pseudo 2D 3D plane or whatever, and you're just hammering on the A button to just attack people with your sword. <laughs> and then later you un- you unlock magic spells that you can use with the B button to throw at people or to heal yourself or whatever. But I played I played that for a good like 3 or 4 hours. Like I was having a good time with a with sort of Vermilion cuz I think I think a lot of it cuz it reminded me of Dragon Quest 1. Like it's just that it's just that ba- very basic or, or you know old RPG that I just love where it's just you don't have to worry about your party. You just got one character and you're just going around and grinding. You know, you're grinding to get more money to buy better weapons and to buy better, like, equipment to go to the next town. And, like, yeah, it was cool. I was having a good time with it. it had a lot of, like, uh, kind of reminded me of, like, Fantasy Star 1 as well, I guess. Except I think that's still better. But but it's worth taking a look at if you want to, if you're into, like, old school RPGs and stuff. Sword of Familian, which is a game I never played, but I heard people talk about. I played it a little bit. Um, one thing I really like about it is that Vermilion spelled with one L. Yeah. And, uh, is that and like Vermilion way, County? Yeah, like <laughs> Vermilion County where I'm from originally. I was born in Vermilion County, Illinois, and it only has one L. And then just across the border, the county ad- adjacent to Vermilion County, just east of it, is Vermilion County, Indiana with two L's. And uh, the Vermilion comes from the color of the clay in the river the rivers is like vermilion red so yeah a little factoid for you about the word vermilion the uh if you happen to open up sword of vermilion 
the the whole like opening like paragraph explaining like what's going on in the world of Sword of Vermilion is hilarious. Like just all the, uh, I I should have written it down really because it's it's pretty fucking hysterical. Because just, just kind of like blazed through it and didn't even really read it. Just like the names of everything because there's like there's like Excaliburville and like all these dumb names for stuff that. Yeah, it's 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 funny. It's it's funny. It's funny stuff. I was I was, I was getting a kick out of it. Just the way it tries to explain the sword or or this world and how everything has to do with. It was trying to be high fantasy, but the names are very not high fantasy. The the names are yeah, the names are pretty hilarious. Like the names of the towns and the characters and all that. I'm like, wait, what? Who who's this? Which could be a translation thing. I don't know, but it's like uh, yeah. I mean, it's got it's got it's it's Excalibria is what it's called. (laughs) The land the land that you're from is Excalibria. What the fuck? Sounds like the name of that's hilarious. Two thousands like emo metal band but you know uh you know the the legendary sword of excalibur it's like this game's about a sword so what should we call the town uh so there's the excalibur all right let's call it excalibria okay <laughs> that's just that's hilarious to me i don't know yeah uh, <laughs> the peaceful land of excalibria <laughs> all right i just i just thought that was that was funny it's like okay i mean it was whatever yeah this was this was probably an early genesis game right People are fine with weird, weird names. King Eric V of Excalibria. Which, I mean, this reminds me, I need to go back and get more into Fantasy Star 4. I was doing so good and, that, and then I like fell off. But, you know, there are, there were some good RPGs on this on the Genesis and I've barely dipped my toes in there. So I should give Sword of Vermilion County a chance. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like I said, if you like old school RPGs, I think it's worth fucking around with i do if you I mean, miss this it, isn't even like old school if you miss the simple times real the old more, school the, the, the more simple where it's it's almost you know it's almost kind of a it's a survival type game to me you know where it's like yeah it's very it's very much like dragon quest where if you die you lose half of your money but you want to like you know you want to go out and see how far you can get without dying and try to make enough money to go back to the town to be able to buy better equipment and better swords and all that. And that's, that's fun to me. I like doing, I like that basic game loop of old, of old school RPGs. So that's what I was really enjoying about it. And I made it, I made it to the second town. I got the, I got the special ring or whatever that I was supposed to get from the first uh, cave. And if, uh, if you, if you're going, whenever you're going to the cave, make sure you buy more than one candle, because if you accidentally leave the cave, uh, you can't read like your candles gone. Like, cause, cause the cave is black. Like, hey, it's completely dark, and you have to light a candle to see through the cave. Oh, and also bring more than one candle when you're in the cave, because after I beat the stuff in the cave, I lost all my candles. So I was walking through the cave with no lights whatsoever, and I'm just kind of bumping into walls trying to find my way out of the cave. And I ended up I ended up looking online and finding a map and then, like, finding my way out of there, because there was no other way I could do it, because I can't leave. I can't leave and get a candle, because i got to go back to the town to buy a candle. So I was just bumping through this this tunnel, this, this cave with no lights and I can't see anything. And I'm like, all right, so where's the fucking ex- exit? So I, so, <laughs> so I went and I found a map and I kind of moved around and found out where the exit was. And then I left in that way. But, but yeah, it's, I enjoy that stuff. I like, I like the old RPGs. So it's fun to me. I don't know. <laughs> it's fun for me to, to bump around in a place without a candle and all that. Yeah. For me that I, I wouldn't like that very much, but you know, you do what you got to do to like stay committed to the game. And you're already in that cave and you don't have a candle. You got to get out. So you just look up a map and you do it that way. You know, old school RPGs, like 
and we kind of take it for granted, but like real old school RPGs were all text based. Yeah, I don't like those games. This is better than that. I don't like those games. I like the ones where you can at least like walk around. But I think it looks pretty good. Like it's kind of it's weird because there's like a little map in the corner that shows your character moving around, and there's mm-hmm. also like kind of like a pseudo 3D map in the other corner that kind of looks a little bit like old school, like a PC 3D Wolfenstein type type thing, you know, where it kind of moves. Where it's 3D, but it's not really 3D. So that's kind of interesting. I, I think it, I don't know. I think it looks interesting and it entertained me enough for the hours that I played it. And I'm definitely I'm willing to go, to go back to it for sure. It definitely feels like an intersection of like what you think of old school PC RPGs, like and then coming to console. Especially like you were just saying that whole like you're going, you're like walking through the trees and you're seeing like this like 3D block shape as you go. Yeah, kind of like a. Well, like yes, well, like the dungeon crawling that you'd see in like a Fantasy Star mm-hmm. One, like like it reminded me of that. But you're, but it's in the in the open world, like in the you know in the outside area. That's kind of what it looks like. But there's like separate maps, yeah, yeah. But there's and you have to also another thing when you're playing the game, make sure you talk to everybody in the town, which I thought I did. You talk to everybody, they'll give you a map to where you can actually see where you're going. Because when you leave the town, it won't show you the whole map in the corner unless you get a map from somebody in town. So make sure and do that but it was it was enjoyable for me like i played it while i was editing and then after i was done editing i kept playing it so it was it it was you know it it hooked me for a few hours and i was like oh this is fun and i don't think i don't think it's very long either which is another thing that i like about old old school rpgs they're not 100 plus hours you know you can have fun with them and maybe complete them in like 20 hours or so you know it's not it's it's not the dedication of the new ones which which i like i just they're too long man it's just it's hard to get through all of them, especially with, you know, where there's so many games and it's like, oh, here's another hundred hour RPG. You want to play this? It's like, oh, okay, not really. Yeah, for me, that's pretty much all I've done this week. I've been I've had a pretty busy week at work and uh, just in life, and uh, haven't really been able to play as much games as I would like. And when I have, I just kind of veg out with Saints Row Four. It's a mindless game, and it really feels a lot like uh, I say I say here like less than GTA, more like Infamous. I mean, Infamous was like, I don't know if it, I think Infamous came out before this. Can you fly in it like Infamous? Well, Infamous, you couldn't really fly. It was more like, we, we float. Like, you yeah. Like float around. This has definitely that you're like kind of gliding. It's more like a, a glide than a fly, but yeah, you can totally glide in this. Um, you can charge up your run and your jump. And within, you know, an hour of playing it, if you're just running around getting all the, uh, data points wherever they're called the data clusters you can level up pretty quick and in like you can get anywhere in the town like super fast and just i really feel super op in it but it's still fun like i don't think i've died in yet. <laughs> over five hours. I, yeah I, I didn't i didn't die either well but i haven't obviously haven't gotten as far as you even because i don't have any powers like i, I don't have any sort I've of cleared su- out superhero 14, powers there's, there's 32 total according to the uh, like uh, in-game achievement system or whatever there's 32 flashpoints which are basically like the uh, spots in far cry that you capture or whatever like in, in a way it's almost like a, a tower in breath of the wild is that where you is that where you go and fight all the clusters of aliens or whatever yeah so i've cleared 14 out of 32 of those so i'm almost halfway through with that part oh wow of the game yeah, I've just I, I did the one that you have to do as like part of your tutorial mission or whatever at the beginning. That's the only one that I did because after that I just jumped in a car and just started driving around. 
and that's what I've I don't even doing. fuck with cars anymore and that's the thing yeah, I, you I probably don't have that, to yeah I remember that being in the review the reviews of it it's like there's a lot of really cool car stuff in here but once you get the superpowers you don't really have any like reason to drive a car anymore because you're fat you run faster than a car drives and you can jump and you can fly you will float but you're essentially flying and uh why worry about a car you can run to where there's a helicopter and then just go wherever you need to go which i've i've found helicopters i've gone around with them i've stolen alien vehicles that can fly it's got a very halo vibe to it in that regard yeah it's it's very op sandbox kind of thing and i'm sure that contributed to it maybe not being as successful as it could have been if they would have had more of a i don't know some sort of adaptive difficulty curve or something but this is a game you could hand to a 10 year old and they could probably beat it i would imagine because <laughs> it's that it's really it's like we're gonna make you a superhero in the in the first hour of this game and then it's just checking off a list for the rest of the time mm. but th- i know i know that might be based on me choosing like the average difficulty or whatever like i guess i could have immediately jumped into the hard difficulty but i didn't do that i mean i've been i played it for over an hour and i haven't i don't have any superpowers but i haven't been playing the main i haven't been playing any of the main missions I've just been driving around, but when you were talking about like how running was so much better than getting cars, like that reminds me. Yeah, I don't drive anymore. Well, that reminds me of Breath in the Wild. Actually, I didn't take. I never got any of the horses because once you get like Revalia's Gale and floating around is way faster than fucking around with any of the horses. So I, I, I stopped fucking with horses like real quick. Yeah, you quick warp to a tower and then you. Yeah, you could just float everywhere. Like it's way, it's way quicker than ever getting a horse. So I didn't even bother like getting horses or taking them to stables or whatever because i'm like fuck that i mean it's way faster to just to just glide and much more fun too especially like once you build up your your um also stamina and all that the weirdness of this game you know since it's all a simulation it wants you to kill all the npcs like Hmm. it's that you're actually rewarded for killing random people in like gta i mean i guess you get some money in gta but the you know, the police chasing you around is not worth it. Ultimately, you Whereas still you still this, get chased, though. I mean, you you still it's still the same thing where you yeah, get like stars cops, and stuff. Yeah, but they don't. They're just never even a challenge, in my experience. I mean, I they didn't kill me, but I had to. Like, I was doing like a secondary mission where I had to where you had to learn to like redo your car or whatever, and I had to like hide in an alley for a minute for it to go away, for me to go in there because you wanted you had to like have no notoriety, but nobody followed me. Like I could just go hide behind a building yeah. and nobody tried to find me. So it was like, I was like, okay. And I'm just sitting here and waiting for it to go down. And then I just walk back out like with my gun. I'm like, da, 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 and then I just go right over there. Nobody's looking for me anymore. Yep. So I felt it was kind of busy, but I mean, these type of games, like I, you know, I always kind of figure it's just like a turn your brain off and just drive around and, you know, you don't have to pay attention, put a podcast. I on think I have, I have over 300 of the clusters that I can't even spend yet because I'm not at a high enough level to do the upgrades. So like, I'm just like kind of loaded up and ready to go whenever I do meet those requirements. Cause you have to get experience points, which I've been getting by clearing out the, uh, you know, clearing out the flash points, which is what I'm doing now. Just kind of going around finding all the flash points. I can just knocking them out and, uh, not even dealing with the story missions at all. Yeah, it's a, it's fine though. I know. I feel like I'm. We're talking about this game way too much. I mean, for a dollar, I guess <laughs> it's fun. Not only did I get value for it's playing it, game. but I talked about it on the podcast. Well, I mean, well, I mean, playing it, playing a Saints Saints Row Four, like just looking at it, I'm like, man, glad I didn't get Grand Theft Auto because this looks much better. 
I mean, from what I've yeah, seen, yeah, and you can totally uh, videos, customize uh, your character, which is pretty well, fun. Also, well, also, like you know, I mean, granted, this is this is a generation later. Like this is a this is a PlayStation Three game, and and Grand Theft Auto yeah. is a PlayStation Two game. So there's a huge difference between those two systems, you know. But but just playing around with those, like, oh, this looks much better than than any of the GTA footage I've seen of the. It's more on the trilogy. GTA Five. It's more comparable to GTA Five than Four. Yeah, but. I think four has a bigger map than uh, Saints Row Four does. GTA Four has a bigger map than Saints Row Four, but um, I didn't really get that much into Four. I do own it, but I just didn't really get into it as much as I got into the other ones. I never played it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Saints Row Four. I think I was just mad that it got a ten like everybody else, yeah. but I just gave it a ten <laughs> that for GTA Four because it didn't even look that good. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, did you play any more of uh, Paper Mario, the Paper Mario no. game? I made it through. I got the second star. I made it to the second wow. star. So I got so I got through the second. Uh, well, I was I was almost I was in the the dungeon, like the final dungeon of the desert area when we talked last, and then I just beat that dungeon. So I didn't do that much. I went. And I beat the boss there, and that and then I haven't really returned to it ever since. I thought about it, but I was you know I I'm, I'm trying to work on my top ten list of the year. So I've been trying to replay some of the games that were on there. And I started replaying Ease Nine again, and I like Ease, so I've just been playing that. <laughs> that's been that's been the game I've been playing. It's just Ease Nine because it's great. It's still great. It's a lot of fun. It helped me get through my time in uh, Abu Dhabi before I got the Legend of Zelda game. So I have some good memories of it, and I've and I never beat it. So I've just been I just hopped back on it, and it's pretty easy to pick up. Like those games aren't that complicated. So I was just like, this game is fun. And I've just been playing Ease Nine. That's like what I've been playing more than anything. So it's a cool game. It's a cool game to fuck around with. I still would eventually like to grab Ease Eight, but yeah, Ease Nine's like way off of the horizon for me. I, I mean, if you're, but gonna, I, I don't really know what I'm excited about. To be honest, like if, maybe if you Pokemon if, Arceus is the next game I'm excited about. Yeah, I was gonna say if you get any of them, get Eight before Nine because I think Eight is obviously is much better than Nine, but Nine is still fun if you like the Ease world and the characters and all that stuff. It's still fun, but it's not. I thought eight was just really knocked it out of the park. Like it's all the same mechanics are in nine, but it doesn't work as well because you're not stranded on an island. Like it doesn't make as much sense that you can't buy new weapons in like a town where it would make sense if you're on an island and you'd have to find things to enhance your weapons. You know, like it made so much sense the other way around. Like I think everything, all the systems and stuff, all that makes sense more sense for eight than nine. But this will be something that I'll talk about next week on games of the year stuff. But yeah, as far as like, if you want to talk about games that are coming out in the future, yeah, Arceus, I'm definitely excited for. I mean, we'll see how that is. Uh, I'm definitely excited for the Kirby game, the the Kirby pseudo open world game. Which we need more. I don't know. I want some more. I want some more information about that before I get too excited. But it does have the potential to be pretty cool. I liked what I saw of it. I'm excited about the uh, Chocobo Racing game, which uh, we got some more information about that. It's gonna be it's gonna be kind of like free to play sort of, or at least you can. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be download play of sorts where you can d- download like a free demo where you can play friends of yours, I guess. So that's pretty cool, you know. So you can play, so you'll be able to play multiplayer with people online that don't have the game, or like if you have the game, you can get your friends to play it. So I'm interested in that, and I guess that's gonna help them get to that like 64 person online or whatever that they're planning on doing. And that's like got a release date too. It's like in March, so it's like right around the corner. So that's cool. I'm into that. And uh, I guess there's still, 
you know, there's still Breath of the Wild too, which is hopefully right. on, on track. It's I always hate it when people do this, but I've seen people posting this where it's like, you know, Per Schneider said that he thought that Breath of the Wild was coming out next year, and all of a sudden that's a news story on on all these different Nintendo sites. It's like that's the way. It just annoys me. It's like here, here's here's a news article. I listened to this podcast, and this person said this, so now it's news. It's like. That's so weird. That's not news. You just listened to a thing and you heard it, and now you're saying that you heard it, and that means that you're saying news. Anybody who well, listens Nintendo to this podcast would do that. Since we started, since we started doing our podcast, sure. But it's not even it's not even from Nintendo though. It's from somebody on a website who said that a Nintendo game is coming out next year. Well, Paris, it's not from somebody, but he he's a big he, wig. He, he, the just said, he just said he just said that he he just said that he learned some stuff. Or not even that. He said when he was at the Video Game Awards, he felt that it was still coming out. Like, I didn't feel like he... I mean, maybe he talked to Doug Bowser when he was there or something, but I don't think he directly said that, that he talked to a Nintendo person about it. He was just like... Well, we didn't... I don't think we talked about this last week, but there were um, some patents that were... I don't know if they were leaked or, like, somebody just, like, figured out how to look at them, but it was about mechanics that people think are in Breath of the Wild, including, like... Or Breath of the Wild 2, including which whatever the uh the way you like pass through objects and kind of like appear on the top of them there's some sort of mechanic to that that they're patenting which i don't completely understand but well that was in the trailer though right well i mean the passing through rocks and stuff was in the trailer right but it looks like that's a whole freaking like technology thing that they're patenting so yeah i don't know what what it is if it's that big of a deal but it does kind of reveal the the mechanics a little more of it's probably going to be open world plus sky. So it's going to be more of an X, Y. You're going to get more of a Z axis in this open world. Yeah. The, well, they can do maybe what they originally wanted to do with Skyward Sword if they had more horsepower to the system, right? Like mm-hmm. if it didn't have to be in sections, if you could actually like, you know, fly through the air like you would, but not in such a constricted way, like an actual like bigger open world. Like that's kind of what I gathered from what they showed at that E3 thing. Maybe they want to make it a little bit more like Skyward Sword, but in a Breath of the Wild type of way, which I'm for that. And it's definitely t- very telling that we don't know the title yet. Like the title must give away a game mechanic, or it, it just kind of falls into into step with this these patents or whatever that have been filed. So I'm still excited about Breath of the Wild too. Don't get me wrong; I just don't expect to see it in the next few months. You know, like for me, like when I talk about being excited about a game, I'm thinking like two to three months out. So. Yeah, the Monster Hunter DLC, that should be fun. That should put me in it almost about a year since I first started playing it. And don't it forget... Like April, March or April when it came out. I know you already have it, but don't forget about Banjo-Kazooie coming to Nintendo Switch Online in January. You can play it on your Switch, finally. The first one, not Tui, but still, I mean... I can play Tui on my 64. Yeah, you have that. But I mean, I was like, okay, cool. There's a date. Well, there's not a date. It just said in the month sometime of January, we'll get Banjo-Kazooie. So at least we're getting that one sooner than later. That's cool. I will play it whenever it comes out for sure. Maybe there'll be a stream in there. Maybe I'll stream it. Who knows? But that's cool. I mean, that's kind of, that's right around the corner. But yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with actual holiday stuff. If I'm going to have any extra money to spend on games or whatever. But if I did... I might consider getting Mario Party, the new Mario Party. Oh yeah, just we, so I could start playing online with people and we've been so we, Sean, Sean could play because I mean it, it's fun. We've been playing online with with uh with Tim and Laura, mm-hmm. and it's yeah we finally well they just had a baby so 
we weren't sure when we were going to see them again, but thankfully we've, they've had some time and we can play, we can all play online and it's been fun. And we actually, we had the other night when we were playing, we were having so much fun that we did actually do the add turns thing, which is new. This has never been in any other Mario party game. Now, as long as it's not the final turn, you can add more turns. Like if you, like say you set it for like 10 turns or something and you're having a really good time and you want to keep it going, you can add, you can continue on the game as long as you don't do it on the very last round. And you can do this online as well, but you can only do it one time. You can't do it a second time. So, what's but, the uh, amount of turns? Like, do you get five to twenty turns? You can add, or I think you can that? add like five to fifteen more turns, or something like that. Okay, but you can, yeah, you can, because uh, we were trying to figure it out because we we had it set for fifteen turns, and we were like, oh, we're having a good time. We should we should do it more. And I was like, oh, oh, try to add the turns. I've never tried that yet. So, uh, so it was, you know, Tim was like hosting it, so he had to do it. So you had to you pause and you go to add turns, and the, and what it said it said like twenty twenty five or thirty, and I was like oh wait you can you can only add twenty like that's what I thought you add twenty more no it's just like you add five and you'll have twenty turns, and it won't show you it won't show that the turns are added until the end of that turn also, so that was another thing where we're like did we add them like I think we did because it has to get to the end of the turn and then we get how the does end. that work with the does everyone vote to like. Do you want to add more turns? This person suggested that. Oh, I don't. Th- I think you. I think maybe you can only do it like when you're playing with friends online. Like I don't think because okay. if you play by yourself online, you don't get to choose the amount of turns. It, it's it's kind of the same as Mario Golf. Like it'll automatically be 15 turns. Like uh, so, so when you play online, it will always be 15 turns. Okay. And uh, I think and I think it'll be random where you play at or whatever. Well, actually, no. When you're playing online by yourself, you can select which map you want to play. So if you only want to play like the haunted, like the haunted uh, horror level or whatever, you just cl- you just uh, say that you don't want to play the other ones, and it'll only show you people that want to play that level. So if you're like maybe if you're tired of the cake level or whatever, you can turn off the cake level, and it'll only like go through the other ones for the online one. But it'll still be set at fifteen at fifteen rounds with all, I think with with the, all with the regular random stars and like the regular uh, all of the mini games and all that stuff. So. But it was, yeah, it was cool that you can add stuff. And I, and I think the same stuff, because, you know, we did it in the last five turns. So I think all the effects that happened in the last five turns continued on for, like, the next, like, ten turns because they were already there. You know how they, like, double the double the amount of coins that you get for what space you land on. And, like, whether you, like, when you have to, like, f- battle each other in the same space or, or like, whatever uh, gifts were given to whoever's in fourth place, like, to try to help them get higher up in the roster and all that stuff. All that stuff still stays there. They just add more, more uh, rounds to it, and Toad will announce it at the end of the round. He'll be like, "Oh well, you know what? Uh, I didn't mean it. There's only this many turns left. There's now there's more, and then they'll, and then they'll like redo it. So they kind of work it into as a story, like it's been. Oh, there's more turns added. We're gonna keep going. You know that type of thing. So it's cool. It's been fun. It's fun to play online. It'll be in my list for sure. Not sure where yet. I'm still working on those, but the places of everything, but. It's been a lot of fun to play online. I haven't played by myself online lately, but I've had fun playing with Jess and Tim and Laura. So yeah, I mean, if we if you don't have anything else to say, we can we can wrap it up here. Like sounds I said, good to me. I think I feel like we've uh, we still have some content here, and it's a little more freewheeling. So I'm cool with that. Yeah, I mean, this is a Christmas episode, so uh, we're just yeah, you know, we're in that spirit. We've all we've always kind of are you doing are you doing anything cool for Christmas? You're probably I mean your families are all local, so. Yeah, you probably just uh, the, the around goal is between to, those, right? The goal is to hang out with yeah my partner's family and my family, and uh, that should be what we do 
unless, you know, of course, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now that could interfere with that even in the next few days. So, yeah, fingers crossed I'll be doing a somewhat standard Christmas. Yeah, hopefully the uh, hopefully the Omicron doesn't uh, doesn't mess you up or anything. Yeah, we're we're planning, I and mean, we're going to we're going to just as I think I mentioned it earlier. I don't know if you're recording or not. We're going to just Grandma's house for Christmas. Uh, we're planning on we're bringing we're bringing tests for a rapid test for everybody to take just to make sure because her grandma's older and all that. And then we were going to go see my mom and my sister and my nieces for New Year's Eve the week after. Is the plan? So hopefully everybody's so we'll healthy for that. Uh, games of the year by then yeah we'll do our games of the year next week so that'll be our game that'll be that'll be our next week episode will be the game of the year i think i said the official episode 301 yeah i think i said a couple episodes ago that that we were gonna do the games of the year episode this week but i was wrong i I got confused on the calendar and how much time we had left Mm -hmm. and all that but yeah thanks anybody thanks to anybody who listened to everyone who listened to this episode and if you like hearing us go to patreon.com slash antenna podcast and you hear bonus episodes like joel did Lomonade, thank you so much for donating to that. And mm-hmm. hope you enjoy our extra episodes and all that. Which, speaking of that, just put up an episode about our favorite video game ads. And that one was a lot of fun to make. I put a, you know, I, I put it all, I put the audio of all the video ones that we talked about in there. Well, at least the main ones that we talked about. And uh, made a pretty cool clip art for it. I thought I was proud of it. When a, I like when your a, clip one art. Of my better it's ones. real nice. Took a, took a lot of stuff that we talked about. I thought it was really good. Uh, a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, there's a there's a half hour preview of it on the free feed. You can listen to that, and if you want to listen to all full two hours of it, you know, go to Patreon.com/slash/IntendoMadePodcast and drop us a dollar, and you can listen to the whole thing. Plus, like fifty some other episodes on there at least. I mean, I think there's there's thirty three of that, but there's also other episodes aside from that. Maybe not necessarily fifty, but I think there's at least forty. We gotta be pushing them on there. We're but, close, but we have quite a bit of extra stuff. Plus, you'll get like episodes ahead of time like a little bit ahead of time uh higher bit rate and all that you'll get to see our faces on the videos of us recording and all that unedited if you're on the five dollar level plus there's physical stuff above that and check it out all sorts of stuff to do and you know go to nintendo go to youtube.com slash nintendo main podcast you can see all my videos that i put up there of kk slider songs from regular animal crossing and the 2.0 animal crossing as well fun stuff and twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast. You can see our live 300th episode is still on there. I'm sure we'll put it on the Patreon feed at some point too, but it's, it's on there. You can, you can watch it now. Plus I think there's still some footage of me playing Mario party and such. I, I will, I will stream another thing soon. I wanted to do like 10 days of, of best games of 2021, but I just, I just didn't have the energy to, so <laughs> I didn't get around to it. But I was like, I'm going to play every top 10 game for 10 days. But then I just got, but then I just got too stuck in ease nine. I was like, I'll just play this one. This one's fun. <laughs> so I haven't, didn't really move on to the other ones, but I'll get there eventually. I'll, I'll play, I'll play all of them to some point before we talk about next week, but it'll be cool. There'll be more streams and stuff. So look at all that shit. And uh, yeah, happy holidays to everybody. Cause this will be, I think it'll be up on like Christmas Eve or something. So happy season. So season happy or whatever. There's this wrestler that I like on AEW named uh, Orange Cassidy. And his thing is he's like a slacker. Like he doesn't really, he doesn't really put forth that much effort to wrestling and all that. And I've been buying these, uh, these wrestling sweater sweatshirts things, but there's an Orange Cassidy one that says merry or happy, whatever. And that's how I feel about Christmas. And I think it's funny. It just says mm-hmm. merry or happy, whatever. Cause that's like his thing is a, He's like th- he like gives the thumbs up but not fully up like to the side like this because he like he does want to put the effort to put it all the way up but 
He's like the uh, that race in Futurama that's always neutral. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't make it, tell my wife hello. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love those guys. <laughs> yeah. That's a line from one of them. <laughs> Instead of like, I love you, it's like, hello. Yeah. The new, they're from the neutral zone, so they're neutral all the time. That's that's a joke. It's a joke off of Star Trek and the neutral, neutral zone and all that stuff. Yeah. They're fun. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. And uh, we'll see you next week. See ya.